Welcome to Worth in Progress. I'm Maria Grandi, personal power speaker and coach, and I'll be helping you get through the very real and raw process of personal development. Self-awareness is not always pleasant, so it's my intention to teach you to recognize your triggers, give you tools to guide you, and I'll share my personal stories of my own journey to find self-worth. Thank you so much for being here, and I always welcome your input. Hi, we're back again with Juliet Gamble, a friend of mine, and she was in our last episode, and we were talking about TRE. A lot of you reached out to me and asked for a better explanation of what TRE is, so I invited her back today. Hi, Juliet. Hello. Can you explain what exactly does TRE mean? Uh, TRE stands for Tension and Trauma Releasing Exercises. It's a somatic or body-based tool for self-regulation. So we're in a chronic state of protection right? Overwhelmed. Um, Our body's built to shake naturally like animals do in the wild, but we've conditioned ourselves away from our natural state um, because we don't want to look afraid. We don't want to appear weak. So So we trap that in our Yeah. Instead of expressing it, we repress it. And what is a session like? So a session is we do a series of seven simple exercises I fatigue the body, starting with stretching the ankles, go up to the calves, up into the thighs, the hips, and we sit on the wall for a little bit and create an overall light state of tension. And the psoas muscle, I know you explained that to me when I did it. Yes. What can you explain that? So that's the the psoas muscle is what we call the muscle of the soul. It's the muscle that, it's a major muscle that sits in the belly and it connects the lower the trunk and the torso. And when we're in a chronic state of protect mode, so when Dr. Berselli was doing this creation of TRE, well, he was in the war-torn areas of the Middle East and Africa, and they were getting bombed. And when the bombs would hit or the mortar shells would hit the building, all of the people inside would go into the protect mode of the fetal position. Mm -hmm. So the psoas muscle, gets contracted and it shrinks. And the psoas muscle is really our central sensory perceiver. It gives all the information through uh, nerves that travel to the brain. And it tells us if we're safe, we're in a state of awe, Mm -hmm. and our body self-regulates and gets all the healing hormones and chemicals. Now I know that muscle through being a massage therapist years ago, what muscle memory is and people actually hold on to the trauma in that muscle Correct. And it, it could come it could be in a lot of different muscles it doesn't have to be there right some people naturally hold it in their shoulders some people lower back so that's the same thing right right so we right in our body we, we were talking you know following up on your last episode with finding your voice mm-hmm. and essentially our body is the unspoken voice um the book, I don't know if anybody's heard of, The Body Keeps the Score, and it truly does. The body holds all of our memories. When we talked about decluttering, we essentially store those things unprocessed, and we just pack them in, and over time, this accumulation creates disorder and dis-ease. Symptoms could be physical, like we can have TMJ, migraines, sciatica issues. Um, TRE will literally shake us first at the physical level and will alleviate and dislodge many of our physical ailments. Okay. And then the next level would be more emotional. Mm-hmm. 
and the emotional, which compounds the physical builds and then will present with anxious feelings right. or de depressed states. When I was doing it, I had to explain it to people and they were like shaking. I don't get it. That sounds weird. Right. So you were saying that you take somebody um, and you uh, tire those muscles out right. and then you put them on the floor and then what? So yeah, we typically you don't need these exercises after two weeks of doing it, but first we, we prep and prime the body to prepare to shake because we're so conditioned not to. We have to kind of retrain it. Right. So we do this process to be safe, controlled environment, and I lie on the floor and our back, you know, if you're comfortable lying on your back. And we can modify things, we can do it in a chair. And what makes this a good practice is because it bypasses the mind, right? We go right into feeling things without having to know what we're feeling. Right. And the shaking is subtle or it can be... It, it depends. So most of the time, if you're really resistant and you're, you've been numb for a long time and you have a lot of dissociation, you're mm -hmm. disconnected from your body, I have to work with your breath a little bit and make you feel really comfortable right. and eventually you'll lessen the resistance. Okay. But if you come in pretty open, you'll start to just tremor like you do at the gym when your muscles fatigue. Mm -hmm. And then as we lift a little more, it increases. And then the third lift, it increases further. And then we put our feet flat and it gives the chance for those neurogenic tremors, we call them, to travel from the legs up into the central nervous system, up the spine. And the trauma doesn't have to be like abuse trauma. The trauma could be any kind of trauma that we've trapped in our body. Right, trauma comes in two forms, soft and hard, right? Hard traumas are, we fall off the roof, we injure ourselves, we know the time, the date, and it's something that can quickly be dislodged in anywhere from one to three sessions. Mm -hmm. Developmental or softer traumas are things that occur over time. It's typically subconscious. It could be an living with an alcoholic parent, mm -hmm. um, suffering just mental abuse, having an eating disorder, things that develop over time right. and we're not really cognizant of a time and a place. But once they, once they do four sessions with you, or maybe it would take a little bit more, maybe they want to do the sessions right. with you because they're not comfortable on their own, but they can do it on their own. Oh, that's the home. goal. The goal is it's a quick tool. Look, at one time doing it, you, a lot of people just feel that lightness, a shift, and they just know they slept better, it felt good, and they just stop the cycle or the loop. So what happens is when we're in this chronic state of overwhelm or in high alert, our system only receives cortisol, adrenaline, and glucose. Mm -hmm. and we stay in this anxious state, and the psoas is contracted, right? We, relieve, we reverse the cycle and we go back into our natural self-regulating cycle of, ah, I'm okay. And we get good healing uh, hormones, dopamine, serotonin, oxytocin. Yes. I constantly tell my clients that the brain, your ego is there to protect you. And if you can find a balance between the, the heart and the head, that's, a, that's the great place to be. Exactly, and that's what this this process does. By stopping the cycle of hyperarousal, we gain a sense of equilibrium, right? We come back to what we call homeostasis. Right. And that I call your central mode of discernment. So now you know what's ah for you versus ugh. Right. 
Most of us are so numbed out, we don't even really have that discernment. And without it, we stay in a vicious cycle of codependency. Right. I was telling you the story about yesterday I was triggered by a woman and stated how I felt, but then I didn't realize that I was holding back my voice. Uh, you know, I probably, I felt like I should have said a little bit more. But when I got home at night, I was working on my, at my desk and I noticed that my leg was shaking like crazy. Yeah. And it, is that the same thing as you're talking about? Yeah, was exactly. I doing that for that release? Yeah, exactly. Think of yourself as a pressure cooker. Mm-hmm. We can only, we have capacity for only so much and it needs to be expressed. And that's where we have these angry outbursts. There's a party of emotions. They're never isolated. Right. And so it's just a perpetuating cycle. Typically, when there's something that happens, you go home, you might have a drink, or somebody might talk to you and say, ah, it's good, and you learn how to downregulate again. But if this becomes chronic, you know, it builds and it builds. And that's what we were talking about, numbing, right? Yeah, exactly. So when people don't understand their feelings or where it's coming from, they tend to numb. So what are some of the ways that people tend to numb? Well, we numb many times unconsciously through food, right. like self-soothing, obviously through drugs, smoking, um, gambling, gambling, shopping, hoarding, mm-hmm. you know, all of the codependent ways to put, uh, we, there are sources of distraction from feeling what we're avoiding. And we avoid, we're we're built to seek pleasure, avoid pain. Our mind, our ego thinks it's the pain is going to be so great it could kill us. Uh, If you learn to just stay in it just long enough, and what TRE does is it puts the mind out of the picture just long enough for the sensory, uh, our sensations to awaken, and we might feel for the first time in a long time, people will get tingling in their hands, in their brain, uh, where the blood flow starts to come back into circulation, into connection with the body. And then the next day they may feel sad or angry. And I just ask for them to notice. Yes, I definitely noticed that. What'd you notice? After the first day that I did it, the next day I felt angry. I felt like I didn't know you know why I was angry mm-hmm. and then the next session it I definitely started to notice my feelings after that so it's absolutely right. right and it's important I have everyone who does it I mean everything's the work you put into it the more you get out of right. it now we awaken awareness yeah. so when you leave you have what you you spoke of this sense of oh I'm a, I feel something yeah. and I ask you to feel it in your body. Maybe you could put words to it. You don't have to, right. but if you can notice, well, maybe I felt irritable. Oftentimes we're feeling that, but we don't know what it is. Right. And you don't have to know it all because when I came in and you did the sound healing uh, mm-hmm. with the session, I thought that was amazing, but I didn't know why. You don't have to know that sound, what sound healing does in order to receive something from now, it. And that's good to mention while you don't have to know with sound healing or with TRE, actually it's better when you come in, all I need is to establish trust. Mm -hmm. If you know that, you know, my intentions are pure with you and that's through the felt sense, really all I'm doing is help you to regain a sense of trust with yourself. As you awaken and go through the little storm of 
getting into your sensations, your emotions. And when you wake up awareness, now we're ready. More people are ready to know why. Like, how's this working? Now when we couple this process with intention, it's even that much more powerful. So really understanding how sound works. It becomes what we're doing is getting the brain out of the way long enough to now establish a more stable, uh, centralized sense of groundedness, Mm -hmm. right? A presence within yourself, a connection to your heart to access yourself in the privacy of, you know, within yourself. You don't have to report to anybody. You don't have to be, you know, feel threatened because we're already preoccupied with the sense of surviving, right? So there's really no room to be present. So when we kind of hold off the world for a little bit and hold off that chattering mind that's perpetuating our lies and these mistaken beliefs, we create just enough space to create a relaxed body with a settled mind that invites room for your spirit to awaken. That's what it did for me. It gave me, I wouldn't necessarily have done it on my own. I mean, I couldn't anyway, I needed you, but I wouldn't necessarily have figured that out or even just slowed myself down long enough to sit with that, to do the work. Right. I look at it, we need our body to help us to make up with our mind. Mm -hmm. So we're battling, we're spending so much time battling with the world and blaming and, and we're fighting everybody else because we're pointing the fingers outwardly. This gives you just the chance to catch your breath and say, whoa, I might be, you know, the reason why I'm feeling like this. And it gives you enough space to forgive yourself. That's what I believe you mean by making up with your mind. Yes. Not making up your mind, but making up with with your mind. So what what does It's really working at a level of accessing your heart and forgiving yourself. Like I work with not only taking you into the body, but helping you to affirm with like saying I love you to yourself and forgiving yourself for being so critical, um, so self-defeating. And we're not even, we're so numb, right? We're not even aware of the chatter and the way we are punishing ourselves. It took me a long time to do that, to say, what am I doing? What what am I feeling? Why am I feeling this way? Why do I have to defend myself so much? Right. We can put down the armor. Right. And that's still where I am. Yeah, we all are. Yeah. Just really being honest with ourselves and realizing, hey, I don't have to serve everybody. I don't have to. These haves and these shoulds mm-hmm. and these musts, you know, it's enculturated. It's what we accumulate and adopt from our parents, from our grandparents, mm-hmm. and it becomes passed on and we never really examine it. It's just accepted as truth. Our body wears it as such. And then we live out of sync with what our heart or our soul wants to express. And it's withdrawing long enough to just go within, ask the questions of yourself, and give yourself permission to feel sad or feel uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And in that process, we have those breakthroughs. You know, we can sit in it long enough to recognize the mistakes, the issues, the story, the problem. They've been necessary. Right. They've been necessary contrasts for me to suffer just enough 
to say, I don't want to suffer anymore. That's like telling people everything happens for a reason. Yeah. And they get pissed off at you. (laughs) But everything does happen for a reason. For sure. You know, you went through what you went through for a reason. And you're either going to come out of it or you're going to stay stuck in it. Right. Right. We're not going to change if we keep doing the same thing over and over again. Right. I just want to tell people how to uh, get in touch with you. So Julia is in Morristown, New Jersey, and she does TRE, and she will be able to give you um, four sessions or whatever it is. Give her a call. You can actually reach her at healfromthecore.com and let her know what it is you're looking for if you're interested in trying this therapy. Okay, thank you for clarifying that, and... Thank you for being here again, and I'm sure we'll be doing this again to uh, answer any other questions that might come up after this. So thank you, and we'll talk soon. Sounds good. Thank you very much. I hope today's message resonated with you, and if it did, please leave a review. I would love to hear from you, and share it with someone else if you think it can inspire them. Also, you can follow me on social media at Maria Grandi LLC. And my website is also mariagrandillc.com. Lastly, remember to go easy on yourself as you go through this process and everyone else around you for that matter. We're all working through something.